frustration, faith, impressive attitudes, and your ministry, good deeds, and I'm not the ape man. This is the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 145. Hey there, Tony here. You may have heard at the very beginning that I said the Rhyme and Reason podcast. Yep, I'm taking it back to that name. Um, There have been people who have been talking to me lately about uh, branding and, well, I don't know, different things, things that you probably wouldn't even be all that interested in. But I've gone back to the Rhyme and Reason podcast. It was called this before, and a lot of people seem to like that. It sort of represents more about what I'm doing in life in general. I want to be your voice of rhyme and reason for life, and that's the uh, getting back to that theme. So hopefully that explains it enough for anybody who might be interested. If you have any other questions about that, feel free to go to TonyFunderberg.com and and leave me your comments and say, hey, that's great, or what in the world are you thinking? You can let me know either way. But... I like it because it just sort of rolls off the tongue real nicely, and the other one was it was true and it was good, but it didn't uh, it didn't have that same ring. And I've had some uh, mentoring in the marketing department that uh, having a ring is pretty important, <laughs> and for a lot of reasons. So I hope you'll stick with me on the Rhyme and Reason podcast. We're back to that, and I like it. Do you? And have you ever asked, you know? yourself in frustration, what can I do? Have you ever asked that? Uh, That's part of how I got back to the Rhyme and Reason podcast, as a matter of fact. Some frustration has um, reared its ugly head uh, here and there on a couple of things. I'll just be kind of touching on that today. But if you've lived long enough to become an adult in this world, you probably noticed how many um, bad things are done by bad and good people. And if there's a carrying bone in your body, maybe you've asked, what can I do? You might feel like you're alone or or that no one else sees what you see, and you might even think it's hopeless. You might throw your hands up in despair. I've done it. Uh, If so, I don't want you to think less of yourself. I mean, we've all been there. I've been frustrated with people and governments and nations, and matter of fact, I felt so frustrated uh, back in 1988 that I wrote a song to express it. I used dark minor chords. I used a a dark-sounding piano with a nagging, urgent pulse in it. And I I added a smacking snare sound to the drum kit so I could sort of add to the frustrated feeling of the song. And I did something I don't really often do in my music. I left the question unresolved. And I did it to challenge myself to find an answer. Um, today, like so many days that uh, I've shared with you here on the podcast, I'd like to challenge you to answer the question. Don't simply ask it uh, with a sense of hopelessness, but, you know, find a way to find answers. They do exist. Truth exists. Hope exists. I mean, you know, will you look? I shared the lyrics to the song, What Can I Do?, 
And I, uh, I said on the website, like I normally do, that if you want to hear the song, you have to subscribe to the podcast. Well, here you are on the podcast, and here's the song, What Can I Do? So uh, 
Have you ever felt that way? You know, you just say, what can I do? What can I do? I'm just one man. I'm just one person, one woman. What could I do? There's usually quite a bit more you can do than you think, especially if you have faith. Would you say you're abounding in faith? How about abounding in faith with thanksgiving? I'm not talking about the holiday with the turkey. If you're a Christian, you've probably been taught that faith in Jesus is essential to attain eternal life, and that's true. But do you have a faith that appears more like you're barely clinging to your last shred of hope? Or do you wake up each day abounding in faith with thanksgiving? Are you thankful for every little blessing you have? And do you understand how this world can only give you morsels compared to the cornucopia that's yet to come? Well, am I asking too many questions? Okay, I'll get back to the point. When you woke up this morning, you woke up to immediate blessings. Yes, you did. I don't care who you are, you did. Oxygen entered your lungs. Maybe light entered your room and in your eyes. Maybe sounds entered your ears. Maybe aromas of coffee or breakfast entered your nostrils. Well, every single breath, sight, sound, and scent was and is a blessing. Are you thankful? Do you have faith in the one, the only one, who gave you a beating heart, functioning lungs, eyes, and ears? Or do you simply go through your day focused on your problems? It's easy to do. I've done it. We all do it at some point or another. Maybe I'm asking too many questions again, but I'd just like to point out that without a creator, there would be no creation. There'd be no you. Nothing to complain about or be thankful for, but you get to exist. You get to know you exist. You get to experience so much in this life. Sights, sounds, feelings, aromas. So many, many things. In fact, so many things, it's easy to take them all for granted. But instead, they should all keep you abounding in faith with thanksgiving. Never let a day slip by without thanking God for the abundance of wonder you're blessed to experience. I mean, don't merely have faith in Jesus. Have abounding faith. Grateful, glorious faith. He is your life. Apart from Him, you're hopeless. I mean, just imagine, he created everything in the universe by speaking words. Yet with all his sovereign power, he still considers you his friend. Think about that. His friend. He laid down his life for you in order that you could live forever. So I encourage you to walk in him today. Stand tall. Stand strong. If you're a Christian, you should know that you're more than a conqueror. You're a mighty, spirit-filled child of God, and no power on earth can ever take you from His love. Now, hearing all that, are you abounding in faith with thanksgiving? Is it rising up in you? It better be. It, it should be. And when it is, and when it does, you'll have a better attitude. I wrote about an attitude a while back, um, you know, everybody cops an attitude once in a while, right? I mean, even songwriters. I did. I do. What am I saying I did for? But way back in, um, let's see, 1988, I was writing some thoughts down based on how I perceived uh, 
some social interaction. I'll just leave it at that. And as I often do, I just let the words take me where they would. And they took me to a song I called Impress Me. And I shared the lyrics to that song on my blog, TonyFunderburk.com. And if you'd like to hear an old recording of it, well, it's not the best, but like, like so many of my songs that I never really recorded officially, I recorded in a, usually in a hotel room on a little four-track, and um, I believe that's the, the version that you'll hear now. But this is called Impress Me.
right, are you impressed? (laughs) Do you you have an attitude now? Did I help you cop an attitude? Sorry about that if I did. It it was just one of those, you know, times I'm sharing with you. I'm not always in a good mood just because I have a podcast and I try to portray an optimistic outlook in life. I don't always have one. I don't always have a great attitude, but I can always come back to it because I know who I can lean on the creator of the universe, the living, loving God. And that's my ministry. I share that with you. That's that's my reason, basically, the rhyme and reason for having this Rhyme and Reason podcast. You want to fulfill your ministry? You have one, you know. Well, maybe you thought of that, maybe you heard that, and you said, well, that's not me. (laughs) I don't have a ministry. I don't even work in a church. Well, guess what? If you're a Christian, it's important that you know how to fulfill your ministry because you do have one. And you don't have to be a preacher or a deacon, an elder, or even a daycare helper. In fact, even if you don't attend church regularly or at all, you have a ministry. But don't panic. I've got seven things I'm going to share with you that will help you fulfill it. They're not easy, but they're designed just for you and me. Okay, I'll get right to the point. Paul, you've heard of him. If you're a Christian, I hope you've heard of him. He wrote the letters that are to you, Christians. He wrote the letters in the Bible to you. And he wrote a letter to his spiritual son, Timothy. In fact, uh, in the Bible, it's known as the second letter or epistle to Timothy. In chapter 4, Paul laid out seven things to do to fulfill your ministry. And they all lead to you doing the work of an evangelist. I'll bet you didn't know you're one of those, did you? Or that you're supposed to be. Well, an evangelist is just, uh, it just means you'll be talking about Jesus. Uh Uh-oh, I did it again, didn't I? I let the cat out of the bag. I dared to mention the name of Jesus. But, apart from him, you don't truly have a purpose in life. At least, not one that leads to eternal life, so... Here are the, th- the seven things that I want to, uh, to help you with your ministry, okay? The first is preach the Word. The second, be ready in season and out of season. Okay, preach the Word, be ready in season and out of season. Number three, convince. Number four, rebuke. Number five, exhort with patience and teaching. Number six, be watchful in all things. Number seven, endure afflictions. So let's, let's kind of condense that down even more. Preach, be ready, convince, rebuke, exhort, be watchful, endure. Easy, right? <laughs> Wrong. With each passing day, the job of telling the world about Jesus becomes increasingly more difficult. But here's the thing. You're not alone. You will never be alone. You have the creator of the universe as close as your next breath, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll help you do the work of an evangelist, and you'll be well-equipped to share his promise with everyone who will listen. That doesn't include everyone. In fact, it doesn't include most. Most people are not going to listen to anything that has to do with Jesus. But I'm just going to ask you, what will you do to fulfill your ministry starting today. Can you pick one of those seven? Would you preach the word or 
Would you be ready in season and out of season to give an answer for the hope that lies within? Can you convince? You know your stuff. Can you rebuke? Tell somebody that maybe that lifestyle they're living isn't going to take them to heaven? Can you exhort? Can you be watchful? Can you endure? You know, pick some area there and get started. You've got a ministry to fulfill, and you've got people that need to hear, and they need to hear the way you have to say it. Your way is just right for somebody. And don't put it off to tomorrow. You know, you have today. You don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. Are you saving good deeds for tomorrow? If someone came to you asking for help, let's say they needed a ride because their car broke down, would you tell them to come back tomorrow? Probably not, right? What if they needed to borrow money and you actually have it that you could lend? Would you tell them to wait until tomorrow? Hmm, that's a little different, isn't it? Or is it? Well, there's a place in the Bible where it says you're able to help someone, if you're able to help someone, don't hold back. And don't wait till tomorrow. Do your good deeds today. Tomorrow never actually gets here anyway, does it? Think about it. Never really actually gets here. When you're living, when you're alive, it's now. It's today, right? When you're able to help your neighbor, neighbor, that's a that's a great way to love your neighbor. And if you're a Christian, loving your neighbor is one of the main things God asks you to do. So why would you wait till tomorrow? What's going to be different tomorrow? Can you tell me? I mean, it's important to live in today. Love in today. Act today. Don't believe that nonsense that says no good, deed, uh, no good deeds go unpunished. You've heard that? No good deeds go unpunished. I've heard that I don't know how many times. Trust God to be faithful. He knows your heart and he knows where your treasures are. If someone asks you for your help today, and if you're able to give them that help, give it. It's not a matter of doing good deeds for the sake of deeds. It's a matter of your heart. It's a great way to have a healthy heart. Is your heart healthy toward others? Well, since this is the Rhyme and Reason podcast now, i got a rhyme to help you remember. Okay, it's real short. Give your help to someone who needs. Have a good heart. It's love that feeds. What you do now is planting seeds. It's so much more than just good deeds. I hope that helps you remember. little rhyme for the rhyme and the reason. And now I'm going to go right into some reasoning. Cuckoo, kachoo, I'm not the ape man. <laughs> A little play on a Beatles song there. I am the egg man. I am the egg man. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, kachoo. Well, I'm not the ape man. That's a mutually exclusive oxymoron. Why did I bring it up? Well... Let's get right into it. You know, you can find a man, you can find an ape. You can't find an ape man. There never were any, and there never will be any. This isn't just my knucklehead opinion. It's a claim backed by over a hundred years of studies, archaeology, and research. Yeah, for over a century, there have been studies of skulls and teeth by people trying to prove evolution is true. Over and over, dig after dig, and the best they've come up with is inconclusive interpretations. And that's probably their way of saying it, but you know those interpretations could easily be interpreted other ways. Want some examples? 
Have you ever heard of the Piltdown Man? P as in pretty, Piltdown Man? Even though he, in quotes, was in textbooks for over 40 years, it's been proved to be a hoax. Well, how about Nebraska Man? Did you know his story was made up? Yeah, it was. And it was all centered around a pig's tooth. Yeah, I know, I know. All men are pigs, right? That's not the same thing. Well, I bet you didn't learn that in any of your school books, right? Let's not leave out Java Man, especially since I'm a Java fan. Got to have my, you know, Americano. But 40 years after discovering Java Man, Eugene Dubois uh, admitted it was an ape, sort of like a large gibbon. Or if you want to go French, gibbon. Anyway, Dubois... Uh, had held back other thigh bone parts that he found in the same area as he found for this so-called Java man. So, you know, what I got to ask is, why don't these so-called scientists and archaeologists evolve some better tactics? There are plenty of other uh, famous discoveries with the name man, and they've all been debunked, all. In fact, there is no fossil evidence showing man evolved from ape. There's none. There are no ape-man fossils. None. And obviously not for lack of looking. They're just not there. Recently, I was in a room where I listened to a small group of four job applicants respond to this question. The question is, uh, how did you get here? Now, it was a question not more of origin, but kind of a leading question. But it was interesting the first person responded, from mom and dad. And then the next two said something along the lines of, hmm, I guess the Big Bang. I'd have to go with the Big Bang. And only one said, I was created. Well, what does that say about our education system in America? You might think we have a great education system, but as for me, I'm sure not going eight, man. Would you like to discover... A lot more reasons why evolution doesn't explain our existence. I've just shared this one with you here. This one, the fact that there are no, there's no fossil evidence for an ape man, even though they put the ape man theories and, and examples in school books. But you can find lots of reasons why evolution doesn't explain our existence, why evolution is weak, why it's wrong. And you can find them in a book by... Walt Brown, and the book's called In the Beginning. I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. I've recommended it before here on this podcast, but every homeschooler should have this book. You want to bring your kids up with some real good scientific evidence for creation? Get this book. You should have it. Get this book. Are you online right now as I'm talking to you, getting this book? <laughs> You're going, where, where? Well, you go to TonyFunderburk.com, look for the Ape Man uh, article I just wrote here. I mean, just uh, read about here. Cuckoo-cachoo, I'm not the Ape Man. And uh, you'll see at the bottom, you'll see a link to that book. And uh, I recommend you go get it. It's not the cheapest book you'll find, but it is... Oh, a resource you will never regret getting, I promise you. And they have a money-back guarantee, I, I bet. If you just hate it and you can't stand it, I think you can get your money back, but nobody's asked for their money back. It's 
that good. So that does it for me on the Rhyme and Reason podcast. Back into the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 145. As always, I want to thank you for being out there and listening to all this. And and um, I hope you enjoyed the songs I shared this week. Your support for the podcast and my my blog, my articles, my my music, everything. It means the world to me. I say that all the time, and I mean it every time. If you would, wouldn't would mind taking a moment to share, I have a lot of ways you can do that. You discover my ebooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords. You can subscribe to this podcast, and I covet those um, reviews. Give me some reviews so we can start getting this going a little bit further up in the rankings on iTunes. Oh, yeah, I'm also on Google Play now. I don't yet have that link up. But for those of you on Android devices that you'd rather get your podcasts uh, served up by Google and Android, they have Google Play uh, podcasts now, and this podcast is served up on that. How cool is that? So I'm in two big places now for podcasts. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, circle me on Google+, follow me on Twitter, watch my videos on YouTube, and find me on that little-known little uh, social media channel, Facebook. And then there are other ways to share. So TonyFunderburk.com, of course, is the hub for it all. Thank you again for being there. And until next time, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you. <laughs>